0: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth box-to-row countdown to kickoff, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry and unforgettable fall saturdays the greater raleigh sports alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area the grsa has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents in 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raleigh NC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. These are- football daily podcast for today monday august 28th i'm donald where the countdown is over the hbcu football season has begun and we had three count them three hbcu football games this past saturday i want to start this way on this manic monday edition of the hbcu football daily podcast i was way wrong in terms of the prediction as a matter of fact, Jackson State put a shellacking on South Carolina State 37-7 in the uh, Miac Swack challenge, and uh, it, was a, it was a good football game for Jackson State. I think it was a little bit of a mixture of a good football game for Jackson State and not a good football game uh, for South Carolina State as well. I don't think the Bulldogs played well at all. When I looked at the first half, I thought – Jackson state left some plays and left some opportunities out there on the field where they should have had, it was 17 to nothing at halftime. I mean, it should have been, you know, at minimum, uh, even with the mixed, the missed field goal. I mean, at minimum it should have been 24 to nothing at halftime, perhaps a little bit more South Carolina state was able to cause a turnover. Um, but it could not capitalize on that turnover either i thought in the foot in the first half and i thought uh first of all that game uh was on abc which was really really big that was great um prior to the game did he make in his uh his his pledge that he promised uh last year to make to jackson state of a million dollars and that presentation uh happened as well and that was big i think you know obviously was big for uh, jackson state but for that kind of deal to have happened and and have been uh, part of what was the discussion uh, on the national broadcast, I thought uh, was really, really good. Um, I think Jay Walker made a good point during the broadcast that um, Jackson State was was much more physical uh, than South Carolina State was, and uh, to the point that when you generally think about MIAC football, it's more of defensive-minded. There's going to be some offense- mostly running the football uh, when you think about swack it's a little bit more wide open more of an aerial attack uh but I thought he hit on the point perfectly where he said Jackson State was more of the aggressor and it certainly was particularly in the first half had some opportunities only had the 17 to nothing lead but then opened it up in the second half um and 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 it was on from there i thought that um South Carolina State just didn't look, uh, they were able to run the football to some degree, got to get better quarterback play. I realize Corey Fields is coming off uh, missing the last half of last season, but they're going to have to get better quarterback play. I think the run game um, was solid, but that South Carolina State defense, which we know is a really good defense, was not on at all. I think that some of that was in part um, to Jackson State, who I thought played extremely well offensively, I thought Jason Brown, I thought he would be the starter of the three quarterbacks going in because he had the most experienced and, um, you know, first half was solid, but second half was really, really good. He opened things up, finished 25 of 29 for 356 yards with three touchdowns, did not throw an interception aided by that run game that had in excess of 150 yards rushing led by Mulligan, who had 90 yards um, on the ground. JD Martin was a bruiser um, in that backfield as well. So I thought from an offensive perspective, Jackson state looked good, particularly in the second half and South Carolina state couldn't get much of a pass rush. Um, They did. The Bulldogs were able to cause a fumble uh, there in the first half, but Um, Getting beat in the secondary, um, you know, your linebacker play. And then that defensive line was really just getting blown. Not only was the defensive line getting blown off uh, the football and that Jackson State offensive line was extremely tough, but those running backs were getting those yards after contacts, delivering blows um, themselves. So I thought Jackson State did an absolutely uh, tremendous job, um, really offensively. And then defensively, I thought that, um, you know South Carolina uh, Jackson State did a a good job, but uh, you know uh, you look at it and really you're talking about a team that was able to really run that football, uh, and you're talking about a uh, a South Carolina State team that did a fairly decent job of running the football. But let, let's look at some of South Carolina State's numbers. Um, Corey Fields, five of seventeen for fifty nine yards, one touchdown one interception, that's not going to get it done. And I put, I looked at some numbers for Corey Field. So in his career, he's 17 and 13 in games in which he's played for South Carolina State. Um, in the wins, uh, he, well, first of all, in his career, he's a 49% completion or has a 49% completion percentage. And throughout the course of his career, he has thrown – Uh, 47 touchdowns to 28 interceptions in his career. Now, in the victories for South Carolina State, he's completed 51% of his passes for 3,220 yards, 31 touchdowns to five interceptions. And, And obviously part of those victories includes that victory over Jackson State going back to the Celebration Bowl In 2021, in the losses, he is completing just 46% of his passes at 165 yards per game uh, with 16 touchdowns to 23 interceptions. So, and we'll talk a little bit more. I'll talk a little bit more about this uh, on Takeaway Tuesday on tomorrow. But for uh, South Carolina State, I think to have success this year, it's going to have to begin with the play of Corey Fields offensively. The running game, I think, is is going to be pretty good. But Corey Fields is definitely going to have to do um, and be a little bit more consistent um, for, and they're going to have, or, or or the Bulldogs are going to have to get more consistent play from that quarterback position. Now, again, he's coming off the injury. Missed half the season last year, the latter half of the season due to injury. I know that Buddy Pew and his staff very high on Fields Uh, And again, you look at some of the things he's been able to do in the course of his career in wins. He looks very, very good. So those are my thoughts on the South Carolina State and Jackson State game. I'm going to have takeaways from the opening week of HBCU football on tomorrow. Meanwhile, it was Langston falling to MNU. 24 to 21 in overtime, Okay, Um, MNU was able um, to actually get able to actually get a uh, a field goal in overtime. And then it was a situation where um, you're looking at uh, at Langston and Langston missed a field goal in overtime, which led to the victory or, or the loss. Uh, by Langston in that football game. Langston uh, could not throw the football, didn't do a good job of throwing the football at all. Uh, I, you know, obviously Langston ran the ball uh, reasonably well, but when you're talking about throwing the football, as I look at some of the numbers right here, uh, unable to really throw the football uh, in this game. I'm going to take a look at uh, at some of the numbers uh, and uh, Langston able to really, run the football in this game. You you look at the the rushing yards. T. Travis had 84 yards rushing. um, And he led, of course, the Lions in rushing in this football game. You're talking about a Lions team that was really able uh, to get it done in terms of rushing the football, as a matter of fact, for, for 250 yards. But only, only able to pass for 104 yards. And meanwhile, MNU uh, was able to pass for 296 yards, but Langston did a good job of stopping the run. It's not the kind of season um, that Quentin Morgan, the head coach, or, or, or I shouldn't say the season, but it's not the kind of game and the kind of start that Quentin Morgan wants for this ball club against Mid-American Nazarene uh, University and so a loss for Langston to start the season in overtime, they're going to have to rebound, um, and I believe Langston Langston may be off next week, and then play a game off, and then you know jump right back into it if I'm not mistaken. And so we'll see how Langston um, is able to you know to sort of bounce back from that loss. Meanwhile, Florida Memorial falling in the football game uh, fifty or it was uh, fifty to forty seven. Uh, in its opening football game to open the season. And so Bluefield able to get the victory, uh, not Bluefield State, but Bluefield able to get the victory over Florida Memorial in the first game of the season. And if you're Florida Memorial, uh, you know, you look at the quarterback play, Williams, 25 of 44, 306 yards, one touchdown, he had three interceptions. But Florida Memorial was really able to run the football. As a matter of fact, Florida Memorial had You know, a couple of touchdown lead uh, in the second half and really couldn't hold on to that football game. George Young, Walter Wilbon combined to rush for 298 yards and five touchdowns for Florida Memorial in the football game. But FMU could not get it done to open the season. So three games to open the season. Jackson State comes away with the victory over South Carolina State. Langston fall, falls to Mid-American Nazarene, 24-21. And then Florida Memorial falls to Bluefield, 50-47, a high-scoring game there for Florida Memorial. On tomorrow's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, we're going to take a look, okay? I'm going to take a look. I'm going to some takeaways from uh, these respective football games, these three football games, and I have some takeaways from These football games. Uh, Later, it depends on when you're watching or listening to this HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Um, Later on uh, today, we may have already done it depending upon when you're listening or or watching, uh, but we will name the HBCU National Player of the Week from opening week. So that's it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends. About the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can watch on the Box to Row YouTube channel as well as on BoxTorough.com and iHeartMedia. I'm going to talk with you tomorrow.